This podcast is brought to you by Keep Pulling, a USA weightlifting club and community development training site located in Tampa, Florida. Find all things Olympic weightlifting, including coaching and training programs, community events, and much more. And Lifting Life, your go-to photography provider for every major USA weightlifting meet in the nation. They are also based in Florida and provide platform lifting sequences and videos, VIP photo packages, and so much more that is available to every single lifter. Capture the moment at Lifting Life. And now, it's time for the show. Welcome to episode five of the Keep Pulling Podcast. Today, we have a special treat for you. We're going to be talking to one of our own athletes, Arielle Murray. She is Keep Pulling's original remote athlete and also a main topic that we all touch on, uh, myself, Andy, and Arielle. The question about remote coaching, is it an effective means of coaching? Yes or no? And we'll dive into that. Um, but yeah, I guess now is the time for what's new. So what's new with Lifting Life, Andy? Uh, we got some big changes coming in January. We're going to have Ryan back full time working on the site. Total revamp. We got so many new things we're going to implement. I don't even want to get into them yet because <laughs> we haven't made our project management list yet. Right. But it, it's ideas floating. I already got my top three that I want done right away Yep. as soon as possible. And they're big. They're yeah. game changers for everybody. So big things come in. Yeah. Plus the prints. Don't forget. Yeah. You can yeah. order any size print you want. We can customize. Etc. The video. We even got Patrick. That if you need some extra graphic work, Patrick here is a uh, graphic <laughs> designer extraordinaire. Hit me up. Yeah. So what's even going on? With free, freelance. Even though it's freelance, doesn't mean it's free. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with Keep Pulling? We also have uh, a, a somewhat of a big announcement that we can't make yet. Also, but oh, January, okay. a lot of things are changing. So stay tuned. Right. Exactly. So stay tuned. I hate to say, it, like, tee everyone up. Like, yeah, what's new? We're going to talk about it, and then, well, we can't talk about it yet. Stuff, you know what but I, mean? I can't tell you. Um, but currently, what's new is we are sitting in an Airbnb in Salt Lake City. Uh, we are here for the American Open Finals. So today is what? Thursday, December, no, Friday, December sixth. Uh, we got here yesterday, and the competition kicked off today. Yes, it did. Started at 8 a.m. and we did six sessions today. Uh, Ariel was in the sixth session. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty good day. Absolutely. Went smoothly. Yeah, a lot of competitors. Uh, three platforms. This is uh, my second time in Salt Lake City. Your third? I can't. I lost count. Man. Okay. Well, we were here in yeah. 16. I know you were here <laughs> for Masters. I think last year and then well, twice. Well. It, yeah, it just keeps a revolving door around here. Right. I love coming here, though. There's yeah. no doubt about that. It's really cool. I'm glad the sun burned off the uh, the fogs so that we could actually see the clouds. It's actually really, really <laughs> nice. <laughs> Ariel agrees. <laughs> it's okay. You can talk. <laughs> um, but Ariel, you been here before? I've never been to Salt Lake, no. Utah at all? Mm-mm. What's the furthest west you've been? Um, Besides Alaska. I mean, I lived in Alaska. It kind of the northwest. Uh, I mean, when we drove to Alaska, we went through Wyoming and Montana. Okay. I have, yeah, Wyoming, Montana. Yeah. What year did you drive up there? 2015. Okay. No, 2014. So how long did that take? So here's what's funny. Uh, me and my buddy at work were looking at how long it takes for us to drive to Seattle versus because it said it took me 10 hours to fly there so let's see how long it takes it was like a day of, or more it's like 27 hours straight yeah and then we looked like, let's look at alaska like anchorage six days it's crazy no straight. so we drove we had to drop our dog off um to family member 
drove down to Tampa from Georgia and then drove all the way up to Alaska. And we took like two and a half weeks to do it, like 17 days. Um, but we were like, huh, wonder where the halfway point is. Montana is a halfway point. Oh if you're wondering. <laughs> we had to get oil change. It was what great. were you driving? Uh, O2 Silverado. Okay. Right great high. truck. All right. Extended cab. Yes. Extended bed. <laughs> <laughs> Enough room. Extended oh. mileage. And- so there's a little bit about Ariel, but we're going to dive into that uh, in this next topic. But before that, make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Keep Pulling on Instagram and Keep Pulling on Facebook. Also at Lifting Life on Instagram. Um, you can find previous episodes of, the, of this podcast on our website, keeppulling.com. And if you like what you hear, drop us a review on iTunes. Uh, we're going to we have a section later uh, for iTunes reviews, so we're going to read. A, a recent iTunes review that we received. So anything you put on there, we will read as long as, well, I mean, we'll we read can them. bleep out the <laughs> yeah. We can censor as much or as little as yeah. we want. And change but it. If you think we deserve five stars, that would be great. Uh, four is great too, but you know, five is Hell, five is one better. means you listen. <laughs> yeah. So, but thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy this episode. And here we are with Arielle Murray. You heard a little bit about her. She's from Florida originally, moved to Alaska, drove 17 days up there. Uh, so tell us uh, a little bit about Ariel. Yeah, so I was um, actually born in St. Louis, uh, moved to Tampa when I was about 10. I um, grew up in Tampa, Brandon area. Mm. And then uh, my husband, Matt, and I got married. We He was in the Army at the time. We moved to Georgia and Alaska, back to Georgia. And now we're back in Tampa. It's fantastic. Um, but... Uh, I'm obviously a weightlifter and uh, been a part of, part of Keep Pulling for a little over three years. I Personally, I work um, at Cigar City CrossFit. I'm a CrossFit coach and nutrition coach there. Um, yeah, we just kind of hunkered down in Tampa. We're not going anywhere anytime soon. Same. How old were you when you first moved to Florida? Uh, ten. Nine or ten. Mm-hmm. So you had a good bit of time in St. Louis. Yeah. yeah. And then between Florida and then getting married... It was all school, obviously. Yeah, school. Um, I went to a community college, um, got my associate's degree, and then wanted to go the teaching route. So I got my degree in early childhood education. Um, I did that remote through um, a school in Miami and worked down at an elementary school in Alaska. Um, thought that was, you know, I was going to stay that route. Um, but then we moved up back to Tampa. I got a coaching job and just kind of fell in love with it again. Um, so that's the career path I'm going on. And doing quite well <laughs> from what I can see. Like it's, it's excelling. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. It's a great spot to be in too. Speaking shout out of to excelling. Oh, go ahead. No, shout out to Cigar City and Ben Bunn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give her the, there the, the room City. to grow. And, yeah. You know, I think everyone, saying. everyone who's a part of that organization at some level, like it's a great, it's a great environment to be in. Yes, it is. We've been in many gyms over the, the past 10 or 11 years that we've done weightlifting, and it is, it's, it's up there. It's really good. It's mm-hmm. a, it seems like For a sure. Petri dish of success. Yes, yes, exactly. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, and speaking of excellence, 58-kilo uh, Alaska state champion. Once or twice? Once. Once, mm-hmm. okay. 64-kilo Florida state champion. Yep, this year, 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's coast-to-coast, <laughs> man. <we> go. <laughs> the most. Most, Most competitive total. weight category out there, no, no big deal. <laughs> twenty seven, especially in Florida. National competitor at fifty eight, and a twenty seventeen American Open competitor at fifty eight. So I mean, everywhere you go, you're just slamming bars. And, mm-hmm. 
you know the rest. And obviously, we're here at the American Open. So she just competed this evening. Uh, you want to talk about your performance? How did it go? How, yeah. did, you, how did you feel about it? Um, I feel good. I feel good about it. Um, I it? went uh, four for six. Correct. Three for six. Four for six. Four yeah, for six. Four for six. God, I can't even remember. Um, <laughs> it took me a second, too. I was like, hang on. <laughs> four for six. Um, hit uh, 75 snatch, 96 clean and jerk. Um, not all-time best, but considering the past few weeks, um, mentally, how I approached tonight, um, I'm proud of my performance, for sure. Yeah, same. We're, we're extremely proud. You're, you're, you're a great fighter. And especially, we were talk- I was talking with Liz, too, like, Nobody responds to pressure like you do. Like it is, it's it's great to watch you compete. A couple of questions about your because I was sitting back trying to watch it while taking photos. So I really got to see a couple lifts, but there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. Like when you got to the warm up area, what's going through your head? Were you nervous? Um, you know, I was talking to Matt about this earlier. I try to find a balance between, you know, putting so much focus on the competition. But also realizing that, you know, I'm doing this for fun. Like, I do this because I enjoy it. Um, but I do enjoy the pressure part of it. So getting in the mindset of I know my body is, is capable of doing these things um, and to just trust the hundreds and hundreds of reps and hours that I've put in in the gym that it's going to pay off and I just have to trust it. Um, warm-ups went great. Uh, you know, got a couple little cues and they, they helped. And I, I try to just pick like one thing that Patrick tells me and just run that through my brain the entire warm up time. Um, and then as soon as I get on the platform, one thing. Yeah. Uh, so you like the pressure, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you have complete trust in your training. Do you, would you say you put a little pressure on yourself just to have the pressure there? For sure. Yes. Yeah. I think naturally I'm, I, Hold yourself to a high standard. I don't yeah. Want to sense, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I look at all the other girls in my weight class, um, you know, the session I'm in, I try not to compare myself cause you know, you're always in fighting against your own numbers. Um, but at the same time, it's not like you, you don't compare yourself. Like I, and you can't I, see the scoreboard up there. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Giant 12 to 20 foot scoreboard. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, the pressure is good. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I just kind of sometimes have to take, take a step back um, and focus on, you know, why I'm doing it. And what is your why? Mm, that's, that's a, a good one. one. <laughs> that's a good one. We're getting deep. <laughs> I like having an end goal and I like working towards something. Um, and when I have a specific focus, I feel like I just, I do better, um, which is where that high expectation comes in. Cause if, you know, you're never going to meet that high expectation and then what do you do? You know, you, are you just looking at it as failure? Um, I try to take it as feedback and adjust what I'm doing to just try to be better. Mm-hmm. In every aspect, whatever that means. I mean, yeah, it's, it, yeah. Being better is, you know, sometimes it's physically, sometimes it's mentally. It's mm-hmm. it's all different. Not not always measured in did my numbers go up? Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Did mm-hmm. you lift it better? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was Pat down. My honest thing, he was lifting the same numbers, but he was lifting them uh, consistently. Right, after it just you, became after you second nature. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Um, 
What's, what's your athletic background? What sports did you yeah. play uh, growing up, high school, any of that? Yeah, I played soccer growing up. Um, started when I was like five years old. Uh, played all through high school. I did gymnastics for maybe a year or two um, just because I all my friends were doing it and <laughs> it was super cool. <laughs> Taught myself how to do a back handspring by myself. Nice. Not the safest thing. I don't recommend it. You're great at handstands. <laughs> handstands. Handstands are my favorite. <laughs> I've seen it firsthand. <laughs> um, yeah. So I did play soccer um, all the way through high school, was going to play in college, but I was just super burned out. Um, it, at that time, it just, it wasn't fun anymore. So um, just took, took some time off and realized I was missing the team aspect, the competitive aspect, um, which is when Matt introduced me to CrossFit mm -hmm. and um, tried that out. The, I always like to say this, the first workout he ever had me do was um, in this tiny little gym. It was actually Ben's original gym, um, CrossFit Task, Task Force, Force at, at UT? University oh, of Tampa. My goodness. It was awesome. the size of a closet mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. there were like, there's one men's barbell and a rusty pull-up bar. Um, but Matt had me do Fran at the men's weight. Um, I couldn't even do a pull-up, and he <laughs> yelled at me the whole time. <laughs> but Matt did or Ben did? Oh, Matt did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Ben would have also. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was my introduction to CrossFit, and nice. I was like, man, this hurts so bad, but I love it. <laughs> how, how long did you do, two-part question, how long did you do CrossFit before you found weightlifting, and how did you find weightlifting? I did CrossFit for a solid six years. Wow. Uh, and then I did a state competition in Alaska and the, I was doing really well the whole day. And the last event was like a clean with max front squat and I blew it. It was mm -hmm. terrible. So I'm like, mm, man, I really want to just focus on strength. Yeah. So found an online strength cycle, did it for six weeks. And then I was like, really liked it. Um, so that's when I looked up, um, or I realized there was a weightlifting meet in Alaska, um, like two months out. So I'm like, okay, I got enough time to train, um, trained by myself with the online program, um, did that first competition and then looked for remote coaches. And I knew at the time we were going to end up back in Tampa. So I looked for remote coaches in Tampa and you were the first person to pop up on Google. I don't know that I ever asked you how you found us. So <laughs> I'm glad you said that. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, your uh, online marketing skills work. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I had the same transition. Uh, so I, I was trying to do snatches. And I was like, I suck at these. I could do everything <laughs> else fine. I was like, what is this that I'm so bad at? Yeah. And tried to focus on getting better at that online mm -hmm. strength cycle. And then yep. the rest is history and mm -hmm. present day and also history. <laughs> so we'll, we'll dive into to some of your training and, and numbers and cause I know people love, you know, hearing personal bests and, oh, yeah. and that stuff. Um, but, oh shit, I forgot what I was going to ask. Uh, well, there were some more bullets that I didn't mention to rattle off cause they're on the next page. It was a 2019 American Open competitor, okay. 64, <laughs> put on some mass. Oh yeah. She's a USA weightlifting level one coach, a CrossFit level one coach, precision nutrition level one coach. And the coach of weekly barbell class at CrossFit Cigar City. No, what's CCC? Yeah, so CrossFit Cigar, Cigar, Cigar City, City CrossFit. CrossFit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to talk about that real quick? I mean, it's been what a couple months now. Uh, I guess. Did you start? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we started it back in uh, March. It's every Tuesday, six thirty to seven thirty p.m. Uh, any levels are, wel are welcome. Um, 
we're either focusing on the snatch or the clean and jerk, but it's technique focused, um, lighter weight. Some days we go a little bit heavier if, uh, you know, your technique allows it. Um, but it gives CrossFitters the chance to just weightlift and get a touch on weightlifting. Um, cause you know, the weightlifting is incorporated in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time it's, you know, Metcons, lighter weight. Um, so we're able to just find an hour to focus on technique work. Yeah. Which that's great too. Cause if you, if you look at the structure of a CrossFit class, I mean, you're, you're looking at 60 minutes mm-hmm. essentially. So 10 minute for warm up, we'll say, and then 10 minute, 10 to 15 minutes for like a strength or, or, or skill portion. And then you have your workout and then your cool down at the end is usually 10 or so minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's tough to, it, well, it's great to have that one hour where it's like, we're just going to do snatches today or sure. work on jerks mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a nice little breakout, uh, which is how we started with the weightlifting stuff years ago, which was, you know, an hour block twice a week and just started picking up days as more people started becoming interested in it. And now we're six days a week kind of thing. So, uh, that's, that's a great thing to start because it can evolve into something if, if you want it, or if that's even the goal of it for uh, sure. Yeah. For, for us that was, and, and here we are now. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's, that's a great offering to have. I think every gym, uh, should at least consider offering that. Yeah. <laughs> Very, I was that diplomatic <laughs> enough? <laughs> No, I was just thinking it resembles the process of a human growing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got your formative years. Yeah. Then there's a growth spurt, and then you mature. Yeah. Uh, uh, next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are your personal bests? Let's just get that out of the way. Um, Snatch, clean jerk, bench, uh, squat. Ooh, bench. bench. My favorite. Um, <laughs> kettlebell swing. What's your best set of eight bench? <laughs> <laughs> Have you done a mild burpee? Ooh. No. Yikes. Uh, my all-time best snatch is 85 kilos and all-time best clean and jerk is 98 kilos nice and that was it training or competition uh snatch is in training um my best meat snatch is 78 and the 98 clean and jerk is meat mm. meat pr i believe and i witnessed PR. that one too yeah that was at um ao and daytona yes the 78 yes because mm-hmm. we've gone for 80 a few times in mm-hmm. competition uh with february i think we did at elevate the february meet yep uh we went for 80 did not 81 81 my we goodness went for 81 okay and then we tried for 80 at ao yes okay mm-hmm. and we tried for 79 today which mm-hmm. also would have been a personal event you pulled the crap out of it oh. like it was it was it was so there i felt the pull felt great yeah and separately you've cleaned 100 right? Yes. And you've jerked a hundred for almost a double. Yes. And I've jerked one Oh two. Oh, you jer- that's right. Yes, oh, you have. That's mm-hmm. big. Coming uh, soon gotta- together. <laughs> if I could compete in just the jerk. Yes. I would. I, 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 Same. I, so, okay. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, for you people listening uh, out of the three people on the microphones right now, two of them have had, have the best jerk that I've ever seen. Andy Blada and Ariel Murray. <laughs> Uh, Jason Pendergraf is a close third. This is on the mics now. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> I will go on record and say, <laughs> you two, uh, I, I have trouble because you've both missed once that I've seen the entire time I've known both of you. So uh, it's it's pretty equal. I don't know. So best male and best female. Oh. How about that? <laughs> so you've been, you've been an athlete for quite a while. 
uh, you've had experience in multiple sports. Uh, let's talk about training, like the, the process of training. What, what does that look like to you? It's, it's a huge question, you know, mm-hmm. to say what is training because it, it kind of encompasses a, that ton of stuff. But um, what is training to you? <laughs> what does it mean? Yeah, training is my outlet. Um, it's kind of how I de-stress, mm-hmm. which sounds cliche, but it's, you know, where I, I make it a priority and I carve out time, um, cause it's important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love being able to push myself, uh, mentally and physically. Cause like I said before, I know my body is capable of doing super cool things and I like to push it to the limit. Um, and I think with training, when I first started weightlifting, you know, it's something new, super exciting. So it's easy to, you know, go to the gym and spend, I mean, I'd say an average weightlifting session is two and a half hours. Uh, so it's, it's easy at first, you know, that first six months to a year, it's great. Um, and the, the gains come a lot quicker than you'd expect. Um, but after, after some time it, it slows down and you feel like you're plateauing. So you kind of have to dig and find those small wins and how those small wins are going to keep you going. Right. Um, and like you said earlier, the, the end goal probably helps too, because mm-hmm. I, I know you're very like purpose driven, uh, just from what, the way I've seen you train. And I think having that end goal in sight makes the training kind of just happen you For know, sure. because mm-hmm. if you're fixated on, on that or not fixated, but if you have that in mind, it's like, well, I can't achieve that unless I do the proper steps. Right. Yeah. And the proper steps are training, you know, training so, time. Yeah. Coaching. So, I think it, at one point, I think we had you on two sessions or like eight sessions a week, something like that. You had a couple double days when you were, yeah. lived in Alaska and mm-hmm. that's even that is, I mean, that's, we're talking a lot of time. Yeah. Lots so. of time. And that's the thing too. I've had to evolve mm-hmm. with, cause in Alaska, um, I was able to carve out more time mm-hmm. and my job wasn't as demanding. Um, so I could go to the gym and spend three hours at a time and not, you know, it wouldn't really affect my day. Um, whereas since I've been coaching, um, I've taken on, um, athletes myself and I, help, I want to help them be better. So I'm putting a lot of effort into them and a lot of time and I super enjoy my job. It's so fulfilling. So now I'm having this pull between training and, you know, my career that I'm building. Um, so that's evolved too with training. I've some have to take a step back. Sometimes I don't have two and a half hours to three hours to train. So on those days, making the time that I do have the best that I can give it. And I can't really, you know, be upset about, about that. Yeah. I know we've talked before about the coach mindset and commitment mm-hmm. and the athlete <laughs> mindset and commitment. And it's, it's really challenging to do both. Yeah. Um, yeah and I have, uh, since I've started coaching, I have a newfound respect for you. Oh, 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 <laughs> stop. Oh, <laughs> You should see him blush. Yes. <laughs> we even have the lights there. <laughs> That's nice of you to say. Yeah, no, it's great, though, because I know Patrick puts in a lot of time for everybody. And, you know, some days I see him, too. The He only gets 30 minutes, yep. 45 minutes to train. And 
That's the sacrifice. Sometimes yeah. it's just accessory work. Like mm-hmm. I you do what you can. <laughs> the day before we flew here was I just went in and did like curls with the crossover symmetry bands yep. and like my scap rehab stuff and dumbbell bench press and then I went home and <laughs> packed and came here. <laughs> so, but yeah, we do what we can uh, when we can. But when when you're responsible for uh, any size of group of people, uh, I think we have the responsibility to always put them first. Yeah. At least that's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so me as an athlete personally, it's just like doing it for fun is like putting it lightly. You know? <laughs> I do it to stay in shape and, and look like I know what the hell I'm doing, but you know, you still got to show the, the clients you know, yeah. what you're made of every now and then. Yeah. And I still have to do the holiday yeah. cup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I will never not do that, but yeah, it's, we're there for the people and that's, yeah. that's what it is. They like seeing the, you train too. Yeah. Every once in a while we'll jump in, but you know, it's fun. Now I have a question. Mm-hmm. You're clearly an athlete. You've had multiple accolades and accomplishments. <laughs> Do you consider yourself athletic in the sense that a new skill you pick up immediately, like it's nothing or you're just naturally gifted and fluent in body movement. Cause you had the gymnastics. Mm-hmm. So I'm leaning towards, yes, you're very athletic. I would say yes. Uh, I feel like I do pick up new movements easily, um, with the exception of golf mm. and dancing. What about pole vaulting? <laughs> <laughs> Since everyone's tried that. <laughs> I think that's what I'm saying. It's our rare sport. Oh, it's funny. Matt well, loves to go golfing with me because he's very good at it, and yeah. I super suck at it. <laughs> it's like when Liz and I, when, when we play like volleyball or like we hit the ball back and forth, she's Just like, don't hit me in the face. You know, she's like, I love watching you play volleyball. Cause I love seeing you seeing something that you're bad at. Okay. Like, great. We're going to play volleyball two V two. Okay. Top gun style. Let's Ooh, do it. Fun. We're on the same team. Yeah. Maybe Liz and somebody else. She can take her top player. <laughs> it's on. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll do it. Yeah. As coaches sure. say, We'll carve out the time. We'll carve out the time. Exactly. <laughs> it's a priority, so we'll make it happen. <clears throat> well, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're naturally gifted. Keep it up. <laughs> but still works hard. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's that's what separates, I, I think, the that's the other the, the level factor. that you compete at, um, which is high. I mm-hmm. mean, you're a high-level competitor at this point. Um, I think just relying on natural talent is not quite enough. Right. Yeah. That, that was what I was getting yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she's, she's not here on ac- by accident. No, not at all. Just because you got the talent and then the hard work combined. Perfect example. Why is your jerk so good? Mm. Um, I'll, repetitions. I'll give you a hint. 2016 American oh, Open. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so three years ago, almost to the day, I cleaned, I think it was like, I mean, it was, it would have been my best meet at that time. Yeah. Um, 91, 92 and got the clean fought for it so hard. It was like a five second clean. Oh, like it was, oh my God. Oh, I know the those. slowest stand up ever yeah. and missed the jerk, but it was like a close jerk. Yeah. Like I was so close to locking out and in I front or behind in front. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Patrick after I got the platform and I was like, I'm never missing a jerk again. Never again. <laughs> and she never did. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that moment plays in my brain a lot. Yeah, so even though you're you're a, you're a great jerker to start out, but 
putting all that, and that was three years ago, mm -hmm. and putting three years of work into that and saying, I will never effing miss this again. <laughs> that's the uh, attitude you got to have yeah. to really lock it down yeah. for anything. Mm -hmm. Never again will I have that happen again. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> again. Again. Yeah, that's the, I wouldn't call that losing, but the losing feeling is either crushes you or drives you to do something mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, win or learn right and, and, and that i think too is what separates um going from like if you're trying to make a competitive career or whatever you want to yeah. call it out of this separates you from rec recreational separates recreational from a high level competitor kind of thing so take it as far that, as you can go yeah, it's that, got a lot of years it's a mental mm -hmm. tenacity yeah uh, speaking of weightlifting what's your most memorable weightlifting moment like what what stands out? We were like, that was, that was awesome. And I love every second of it. Um, I think it would be making 95 at state championships last year. Uh, it was, I had a great training cycle, but we had just moved back to Tampa. Um, I just regularly began training with the key pulling team and, uh, getting back to the swing of things. I think like we had traveled a lot. So it was kind of like, I was just like not starting over, but just restarting yeah. <laughs> almost slightly interrupted. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so went to States, not really hope with the hopes of placing. Um, and I went out for 95, hadn't lifted 95 in over a year, mm. year and a half even. Um, and the, I feel like there were like 20 key pulling team people yeah. just crowding the space and I made it and everyone screamed and yelled. Yeah. We, there was crying, there was tears. There was. It was fantastic. And I placed second. So it was, it was that I'll remember that forever. Yeah. That was great. 64 kilo, right? Yeah. It was 64. Mm -hmm. then, right? yeah, 64 yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Second place at the state championships too. Some of my absolute favorite photos are you making the third lift and just turning to your support crew, <laughs> yeah. like jumping, clapping, and yeah. sprinting, like leaping into Diana's arms, and then <laughs> yep. yeah. uh, clobbering Liz. And uh -huh. uh, those are my favorite photos. Yeah, yeah. it was Definitely. great. It was great. Live for that stuff. <laughs> yeah, especially behind the camera and like seeing the photos later from a like photography's perspective. You like seeing that emotion, mm -hmm. um, which we talked about, I think on number episode number one, where it's like, yeah, guys, if you want to get posted on the lifting life website, it helps to smile, smile, <laughs> jump, be excited. Yeah. <laughs> like, Celebrate. Yeah. Put chalk in like we are here to have fun. Like it should be, you know, training should be fun. And like yeah. the, the pinnacle of your training at competition, like if something pays off, like don't be a robot. Yeah. Celebrate <laughs> yeah. that the instant you get it. Like dial yourself in, but it's okay to celebrate. Yep. We already, I already got a bunch of photos I want to pull out from today yeah. to post, but there just wasn't time. Uh, anywho, so, so training, <laughs> when, when people think about training, it's like, Hey, I need my program. You know, I need mm -hmm. my sets and reps and exercises. And that's usually where people, I don't want to generalize, but where it kind of stops mm -hmm. recovery. Let's talk about that. So stretching, foam rolling, cupping, what do you do outside of just the sets and reps? Um, I definitely stretch. Um, I do Ramwad. I try to do at least four to five times a week. Um, takes, you know, 20 to 25 minutes, not super long time. Um, recently I've started going to, a chiropractor, sports chiropractor. Um, I have been having from like neck troubles and 
realized I was neglecting recovery. Um, so that kind of forced me to find some different ways to recover. Um, Did I get the name of that chiropractor when we're done? Yeah, he is um, spinal sport, uh, Titan Spinal Sports Medicine. He's located in Lutz. Um, I'll have to look up his name. But he's fantastic. He works on lots of weightlifters. I'll, I'll, I'll have to definitely like, take a day off of work and go there. Yeah. Go find him. Golly, my neck. He said he's in Wesley Chapel. Lutz. Lutz. He's yeah. in Lutz. Mm-hmm. North Tampa for yeah. all those in the area. Titan, say again? Titan Spine and Sports Medicine. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Yeah, so he does kind of everything. He does adjustments. He does manual therapy, cupping. Um, I've had like dry needling done before. Um, I don't really do that on a regular basis, yeah. but um, when I was having some pain, um, that helped. So really, I mean, stretching and the occasional chiropractor adjustment mm-hmm. massages you ever do those mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, massages probably like once a month yeah you ever done the cryotherapy i haven't i haven't i cryotherapy and like ice baths i'm not terrified of but i just i i spent three years being cold like in alaska but there's a place on delmarie and henderson that does the cryo oh yeah, yeah. okay yeah. One thing I always thought was interesting, and it's not necessarily recovery, but more kind of, uh, I don't know, we can call it whatever it is, but uh, whenever you would fly to a meet, say, uh, when we went to Chicago. Oh, yes. Um, the, the tanks. The sensory deprivation yeah. tanks. Oh, really cool. Oh, yeah. my God. I wanted to do that. They're awesome. I haven't done one in a while, I but have. whenever we would fly, it, you kind of go into like, it's like meditating, and you're like in this, this like in and out of consciousness. consciousness. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a, you know, it's a floating tank. So the water is the same temperature as your skin. They put a ton of salt, salt. in it. So you that float, um, and you, you know, you lay in there and at a point the water stops moving. You don't feel the water since it's the same temperature and oh it's dark. It's completely it's dark. Completely dark. Some of them they have, you know, if you're freaked out by that, they have like little lights you can turn on, but I like it being completely dark cause you get right. just like get a better experience. Worth. Yeah. <laughs> but it's super cool because you're, yeah, it's just a f- form of just like meditation. Yeah. And it cuts out the outside world. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. noise canceling headphones, so I know I would love sound depression tanks. Yeah. Er, like yeah. yeah. I've always wanted, I built one in the old house I had. Really? You need <laughs> that, was, a lot that was of my salt. plan. I, I was like, I'm building one in the bedroom. You need a lot of salt for that. <laughs> it's like 800 pounds. Like, of salt. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to yeah. say yeah. close to a thousand. Yeah. Yikes. It's a lot of salt. Um, so you didn't. We should do like a team cryo uh, deprivation tank. <laughs> Field trip. Freeze yourself and get in a lukewarm salt water. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. So that's recovery. What about meat prep? What do you do nutrition wise? Are you How far out are you gaming your food? I mean, you're probably on a, already on a nice solid diet plan. But mm-hmm. when do you start like... When you, at the end of a training cycle, you start getting into the uh, deload to start recovering. Do you do that same kind of thing in nutrition where you're leading into a meet and then you're hitting a peak nutritional point? Yeah. Um, since I, I feel like 64 is a comfortable weight for me regardless. Um, when I was a 58, I really had to be on top of my macros, make sure that I was within a certain body weight so I didn't have to cut a lot, um, the week of, um, now I 
track my macros half the time. Um, honestly, I've gotten to a point where I can intuitively eat um, based on hunger. And leading up to a meet, uh, probably like three to four weeks out, I'll just keep tabs on my body weight. Um, I, I don't like to sit more than uh, a kilo and a half, two kilos over um, a month out. So if I am over, then I'll just slowly cut. Uh, and then the week of I do, sometimes I do a water load, um, but within means, um, I mean, I, I never try to cut more than one kilo in a week. Um, cause I just don't like the way you feel and you know, it, it does affect strength. So I just try to make sure that I train as close to 64 as I can. So then I don't have to make a huge shift for meats. I imagine it affects attitude too. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it affects a lot of things. Lot of things. <laughs> and since, since we're talking about weight management and mm -hmm. nutrition, uh, something that you have quite the experience with when we did, when, when do we make this decision to move you down? Cause you weighed like 61, I think years ago or 60. Yeah. When I first started, I was around 61 mm -hmm. when I did my first weightlifting meet, which is when I reached out to you. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was close to totaling for AO finals for 58. Um, so I just, you know, asked you and to see if it was even possible. And you're like, yeah, let's go for it. Um, I still had like six weeks before I had to compete. So mm -hmm. still the small, small cut, um, and stayed at a 58 for until nationals. So that was in October when I did state championships, did okay. AO and then did nationals as a 58 in the following year, May of 2017. Okay. And I, it was in the warm up room. You were like, how do you feel about this being your last meet as a 58? And I was like, thank God. <laughs> Is that while you were holding those great. cookies? <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. probably what we were talking about. Um, I was like, yes, I am a-okay with that. Yeah. And, and even then, like making that decision, it was three kilos tops yeah. maybe that, that, that was cut down or cut lost. Mm -hmm. um, I call it competing down because, I mean, you sat naturally at 61, mm -hmm. compete at 58 because, I mean, there was a slight percentage reduction in the qualifying total we mm -hmm. were close why not try it so you competed as a 58 for almost a full year mm -hmm. um what was that like you know i um in, enjoyed it at the time because mm -hmm. it gave me a lot of cool opportunities and i had never been you know i had obviously been athletic and had done various type of competitions um but this was it kind of felt like the next level mm -hmm. to me so I, it gave me something to focus on very specific with my nutrition. Um, you know, training was super important. Those were like my main goals when we were in Alaska. Um, so it was cool to have just like, you know, this was completely my thing and it was super specific. Um, but I think for, you know, just my height and how I felt as a, a heavier body weight, um, it was nice to move up after a year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you're, moving well uh mm -hmm. you're squatting just does your squat numbers go up or i mean they've kind of mm -hmm. been okay yeah, they went up um, slightly but um yeah i think it's the first reaction for for a lot of people to say oh well i'll just cut down a category or two mm -hmm. and then be quote more competitive end quote but doesn't always work out that way long, long term, term. yeah right? so now 
you being 61 dropping to we'll say 57 and a half mm-hmm. and now back up to a full like what did you weigh today 63 something yeah 63.5 yeah and no issues in like passing out or being no, hungry or no issues being dehydrated you look yeah. awake to me yeah <laughs> yeah for sure yeah and i think i mean if you plan it correctly mm-hmm. it shouldn't be like that sure it shouldn't be like that yeah. um you should feel you know you may have to do some manipulation with water mm-hmm. and carbs maybe sodium but it shouldn't be something to where you're it shouldn't be an oh no right a, yeah. oh yes here we go yeah. right, exactly <laughs> yeah. and, and you've been pretty good about planning i mean staying there for a whole year mm-hmm. uh, you know that that takes a lot of planning i mean only in extreme cases have we had Ed, eduardo comes to mind where we were standing in line at weigh-ins and he was sucking on a jelly rancher and spitting into a cup you know wrestling meat after he came out of the sauna you know so it's like (laughs) and donated blood that was one of those oh shit (laughs) moments that it was like well we're here in reno we got to do something you know so uh, my point is try to try to avoid that at all costs yes the openers you put on your weigh-in sheet is that what you did and the meat Yes. Yeah. I stuck with those. Um, we had a little bit of a different game plan than I originally wanted. Um, but only because the past few weeks, uh, I just felt kind of off. Um, it may have been just, you know, work related, sleep related. Um, but I wanted to, this is the first AO finals I've done since 2016. Um, so I was excited to be back on the platform. Um, I wanted to have numbers that I know I could hit. Um, so I just wanted to make a total, mm-hmm. make a total. And we went from there. Did the other lifters have any influence on your attempts as far as order you needed to move up a kilo or you had to wait longer than any thought? We only minute? did that one just to buy you a little bit more rest. Mm-hmm. That's the only, you know, we had kind of the, well, we deviated a little bit from our original plan. Cause I think we were thinking originally like 70, was the opener 73 or 74 for number two mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then like 76 77 for your third one but we went 70 and you just completely destroyed it <laughs> um so we were like oh, she's really good for 76 like obviously so we took 73 in the back but we stayed at 75 for your second which a five kilo jump in a women's snatch session is quite unheard of so it's a little unconventional um but you made your second at 75 and then where we go? 79, 79 is the last one, which mm-hmm. would have been a meat PR. Yeah. Um, what goes through your head when you're sitting, waiting? Uh, is it I, music or is it? Yeah, I have music on. Um, what do you listen to? I, let's see, what did I have on today? Uh, humble, the Humble Skrillex remix. <laughs> Over and over and over. Nice. <laughs> over, and over. <laughs> on loop. Do you have, do you have one song that you listen to? Uh, no, I have a few, okay. but that's like the main one. When I'm about to go out on the platform, that's what. Do you also jam out in the warm ups? Yeah. Yeah. I try to make the warm ups more like I had Post Malone on, something that's mellowy, relaxed, yeah, not a little... quite like run through a wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Especially for snatches. Um, Clean and Jerks is a little more intense. Right. But um, snatches. I just try to focus. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> all right. Dead air. Yeah. From there, I, th- I think, yeah, we got through most of our questions there. So I think, well, there was one more at the end oh, there, yeah. and we kind of touched on your why, but what keeps you motivated? I mean, your why is what you're going to, and your, I think your motivation is what pushes you in that direction. Mm. 
what is motivating you uh, when you're on your third attempt clean and jerk like today and you're coming off a miss and it's the same weight staring back at you? What's motivating you to, to really give it your all again? Hmm. Or even just to wake up um, and do your best. I... I mean, my, my end goal is to make it to nationals. That's what I've been fighting for since I bumped up to a 64. Um, but I think just the knowing that I, I earned my time on the platform and um, in, enjoying it, like that's really what what I want. Yeah, but to the, the nationals and then AO finals, which mm -hmm. is, I mean, a national meet in, in, in all respect, like that is the top of the lifting in, in the nation. And in your category too, 175 was a qualifier for AO finals. Mm -hmm. 177 <laughs> is national. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's very, very, very close. And we're talking like top of the top there. And it's, it's great to see. Yeah. Like being mixed in with that bunch is, I mean... Like you said, you earned your way there. Like you're, mm -hmm. you're supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's here is supposed to be here. Yeah. I already mentioned Damiano, but wasn't he sharing a platform with Alex Lee? That was Eduardo. 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 Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, He's like, oh, man. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> but he was so nice, too. He was like, hey, do you mind if we share? I was like, hey, man, don't let us get uh, in your way. And he's like, no, don't let me get in your way. way. I'm like, you're, you're Alex Lee, dude. <laughs> We're here for you. <laughs> oh, man. So when, humble. So you found us humble. in 2016, and until last year, mm -hmm. you were 100% a remote athlete. And I call you our original remote <laughs> because you were the first distance person who wasn't with us before mm -hmm. who found us and was like, hey, I need your help, or I would like your help, whatever. Um, anyone else who we had had at that point had been in Tampa and moved away, and they just stayed on kind of thing. Um, so... Let's talk about remote coaching. So she wasn't the earliest remote. No. She was the remotest. She was remote. the first di one that came to us from a distance. Right. That wasn't in Tampa. Like Sam, who's here is with us, who's sleeping because he lifts, he weighs in at 6 a.m., <laughs> oh, which is in seven hours. Um, Sam was a UT student, a University of Tampa student, and he trained with us for a few months before he moved back to Minnesota, and he just stayed on with us. That was 2016. Um, so he found us there. Um, but yeah, that's what I mean by original. Anyway, but as technology, connectivity, and social media evolve, uh, this form of coaching is becoming more mainstream in the sport of weightlifting. Like you see it a lot. I mean, we get the questions too, where it's like, um, hey, can I just come to your gym for like 20 bucks? Because I have my own coach. And it's like, well, we don't, I don't, you know, I get it, but you know, whatever. But is it an effective means of coaching? And who better than to talk about <laughs> that than you? Because like, I mean, that was your life for years, yeah. you know, um, and we did like phone calls and digital yep. coaching and video and, analysis yeah, and, and as much as we could. Um, but I, I mean, I have some points here. I, I, I categorized remote coaching in a pros and cons category, like looking at it, I guess, objectively, um, like what's good about it, what's bad about it, not bad, but mm. like what's a drawback kind of thing mm -hmm. and feel free to like anyone chime in, you know, as we go. Um, but I want to kind of dive in and say, since it's becoming more and more popular, 
is it effective and how do you make it effective kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a pro, I'll go for I'll help you out with these. <laughs> Access to coaching in areas that is not available. Like remote areas. Yes. <laughs> you find lifters that you wouldn't have found or they find you and yeah. otherwise means they wouldn't have. Right. Like remote areas. Of course, there's always fate. She was going right. to come to Tampa. Sure. Mm-hmm. But still, you got to jump start. Right. Which I didn't know that you searched weightlifting Tampa. I thought you just mm-hmm. typed it in. It was like Alaska pulled up someplace <laughs> in Florida. <laughs> she she typed like, the W and Google was like, keep pulling? <laughs> yeah, I know. We exactly. read your mind. <laughs> oh, man. If only the SEO would be that good. <laughs> like if I could figure out how to do that. Someone just types W and it's like, looking for weightlifting? <laughs> or they type E. Did you mean W? Weightlifting <laughs> yeah, and pulling? Exactly. Um, but yeah, access to areas, yeah, for sure. So some of our more distance athletes, Kathy, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I don't know if you've met her. I have, yeah. Um, in actually in person. Um, but she's, oh God, when she found us, she was in Seoul, South Korea. Um, she's originally from Chicago. Now she's in Brussels. So she's military, or her husband is, or they both are, something like that. So they travel, or they get... They move around a lot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's a master's competitor. We had one... Uh, gal for a little bit who is in Dubai who found us um, and various like states around the United States that's um, amazing they kind of kind of come and go and you know they want to try it out but uh, I, well we'll get to that in cons. it's a wide web you have in this world hey man cast, cast <laughs> yeah, a wide oh, net the world wide web yeah. <laughs> something there's some saying about cast a wide net and pull out and Whatever we'll stop yeah, there. Avoid the dolphins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Save the manatees and the turtles. <laughs> well, um, any feedback is better than no feedback. Correct. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know, and you don't know if you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. We're right. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. Yeah. People that are down on themselves are going to always be down on themselves without without a coach saying, "Well, hold on now. You, you did that pretty good, and you did this right. Yeah. This is easy to fix. Give me a week with you." Yeah, that's feedback. Yeah. And like I think we said earlier, it's like progress isn't just measured. And yes, I my snatch went up one kilo. Well, what else happened? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are you still on the verge of blowing your back out? Right. (laughs) Can you set your back? Like, are you more flexible? (laughs) That's when I busted my shoulder. My numbers are going up. Yeah. But my form and technique was not getting in much better. And uh, shoulder said, slow it down. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'll do this next one. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Coaching makes the prog- process work. Um, obviously, yes. I remember when I first started out, I think it was like the first week, you asked me like what my best numbers were to send you some videos. And I was like super pumped because I'm like, yes, I'm going to tell you my heaviest weight. And you're going to be so <laughs> impressed. And I think you had me on the barbell like less than 30% for at least the first month. Oh, no. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. This is it. <laughs> Sorry. This is it. But I, do. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. that's how you learn. And it's obviously worked. For sure. That's Especially. what weightlifting is. It's a test of movement, mm-hmm. not necessarily strength. Right. Yeah. Your strength mm-hmm. is through movement. And the, the bar is heavier just to test your movement yeah. Yeah. at that weight. Uh, additionally to that, I look at, the, this is just how I categorize this stuff in my mind. So snatch, clean, jerk or skill movements, right? So you have a skill column and you have a strength column. If you want to get better at your skills, they cannot be in the strength column. So like we, we spend a lot of time in like mid-range percentages mm-hmm. because it's a skill. I mean, we have our times where we go up and, and test it, but it should not be, if you're always testing, you're never 
building on your skill base. So that's at least the approach we take. Mm -hmm. And I know you mm -hmm. have, you know, over the years have been, uh, like we said, barbell or 30% or lower. Like we still do that stuff. Oh, you know? yeah. Uh, yeah. Years and years later, like we, everybody, I think everyone needs to do it. Um, but yeah, use your barbell. Yep, that's Always. why you don't warm up starting with 80%. Yeah. Start with a bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I call it car to bar. If someone walks from their car into the gym and just starts taking bar, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> get your ass on the crossover symmetry and tear a salt bike. <laughs> get your blood Warm moving. up, buddy. Yeah. He hates me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even have my shoes tied. I'm ready to max out. Is this the last one, Andy or me? Yeah, both athlete and coach, they must get creative. So... Because every situation is unique. Mm -hmm. No two are the same. I mean, there's going to be similarities, but right. everybody's got their own things they got to work through. Like, of course, time difference is she's in Alaska. Oh, or yeah. in Florida, that's what, like that. six yeah. hours? Yeah. Was it? Uh, Four-hour difference. Four? Yeah, okay. we were four Which hours. Which brings still, us into the first con, but we'll get to that. Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, if you're training in the afternoon, say uh, any normal schedule, normal whatever nine to five schedule mm -hmm. get to the gym at like six plus four is ten yeah I mean, it's like 2 a.m tampa I'm, get, I'm getting to bed you know i'm not like answer me patrick <laughs> I I need this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah getting creative goes to i mean if you're in the gym we can do stuff right there and there, there's like uh auditory coaching yeah. where it's like hey try this or i can demo and you can like visually see it mm -hmm. and then there's tactile where it's like here comes the hand i'm gonna like move you a little bit um, and put you in the position so you feel it. So without being, uh, now I'm talking about it as a con, but pro, you have to be creative and kind of conveying that to the person mm -hmm. without being yeah, there you, with them. You have, yeah. to, you have to learn their language. Yeah. yeah. You have yeah. to coach in, in other means yeah. than, than in person. I suppose as a con, you're really working only on one or two things a day mm -hmm. versus if you're in person, you can, push through multiple things if you have to but sure. if I say I want you to just work on this one thing that's going to be all you do for that session and then show me and I'll take a look and see if we can do that thing again or move on to the next mm -hmm. um, which is not even always guaranteed that you're doing it properly you know, right. uh, which we as coaches don't see until later mm -hmm. which brings us to our first con feedback is delayed <laughs> there it is <laughs> so yeah. even though we provide you know what, what coaches eye videos like there's times where I write like three point essays in that <laughs> Facebook group where it's like, <laughs> in summary, bullet point. <laughs> you know, there are techniques to get immediate feedback. It's right. not easy, and it does take. It's like one on one coaching because yeah. you're going to be on Skype, and she's going to have her headphones in, and you're going to be talking in inner ears. Did, mm -hmm. did we ever do that when you were up there? I don't think so. No, I've done it with mm -hmm. Sam. I've done it with Kathy. I don't, yeah, I don't. Know I think. That. I mean, when I would have. Uh, like near max out weeks, yeah. I would video and send them to you right okay. away, and then you would respond. Yeah, that's that's something I do. I did with you guys leading up to this meet. Uh, uh, next con or requires oh, go for Ooh, it, girl. Requires extreme diligence of communication, which absolutely it does. Um, you know, recording multiple videos per training session, um, taking the time outside of training to, you know, edit them if you need, and then post them um, right. and making note of how you felt, you know, mentally, physically, and then writing all of it down and putting it, you know, how key point does it is on the Facebook page. Um, but being able to communicate that to the coach so they know they can kind of 
relate that to the training session and then be able to coach you. Um, and then being, you know, open communication between athlete and the coach is crucial. Yeah. Even for in-person coaching. I mean, yeah. it's just that, I mean, coaching and communication start, both start with C and they can't well, be a coincidence. I imagine it's a lot harder remotely because yeah. let's say you have not the greatest session, a lot of misses. You just feel like crap. I'm like, I don't want to journal all this baloney. <laughs> yeah. Just do another one and see just how I feel. delete today. Yeah. <laughs> Skip. Pass. My next. phone broke. My camera didn't work yeah. today. Oh, Sorry. yeah. It's like a whole new, uh, that other thing. You got to learn a new skill. Video yeah. taking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good angles. Yes. Which we do. Yeah. I think we've talked about angles where it's like, yeah. uh, I've seen some videos where it's like, I can't, I can't see anything. <laughs> Is that a bar? Like, <laughs> that you? First coaching lesson. <laughs> yes. Here's a recommended tripod. Also three quarter <laughs> angle, please. <laughs> and then another thing, uh, some people just flat out don't lift well when they know they're being recorded. Yeah. Mm. They, I, I personally don't lift well when I'm being recorded. You know, a little bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. Do you have to point it right at my face? Like, <laughs> Do I don't need all looking. eyes on me. Yeah. <laughs> Or at least the cameras. I with no camera. I know I look better. How do you respond to that? Like, um, I I try not to let like outside factors affect me because you can't control a lot of the things other than what you're doing. Um, so really, I just try to like push that out of my brain. You yeah. know, if it's something I have to do, like videoing, then I'm just gonna suck it up and do it. What I notice a lot when I do the VIP photography stuff at the meets. Some people know where I am at all times, mm-hmm. even though I tell them, don't worry about it. And I go as far away as I can. They still see me out of the corner eye or the smile or do a thing. And it's like, well, I don't want to be in their mental process. Right. Yeah. And then some people, it's like, I don't exist, which is good. Yeah. And you had that today. How was your experience? Dave is awesome. Um, and I, I mean, kind of like the, your latter point, um, just uh, my focus was lifting and I, you know, I saw him, acknowledged him, just kind of everyone else in the warm-up room. Um, but I don't let it directly affect how I'm lifting. It's very good. Another con. Econ, you want me to do this one? Oh, hit it. I put not great for beginners, meaning at the very beginning stages of weightlifting development, it requires such a high level of attention. Um, and plus, if someone does not have, is not athletically inclined, we'll say, they can't necessarily feel what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, where it's like someone's grinding through this drill, it's like it's not guaranteed that they're doing it properly, and we won't know till maybe a day or two later. It's a feedback loop that doesn't always loop. <sighs> right, mm-hmm. and and then we get caught in this practice practicing a skill wrong circle and it just, it compounds and compounds and compounds. And then, you know, six months later, we're in a position that it's like kind of getting worse or not getting better. Um, so it's, it's, it's tough to manage that. Um, someone who is very well aware of what they're doing and can see what's happening and they can look back at their video very briefly and be like, oh, that's what I should have been focusing on or my knees are moving too forward or mm-hmm. something like that they can identify it themselves but someone with very little experience i think it's 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 a it's a hindrance like any coach in person is better than no coach at all um even if they're like 
a very new and or terrible and or uneducated coach. At least someone's helping you do something. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had a remote athlete that got caught in that compounding cycle and you had to say, look, I know a coach who's local to you. I want you to go to them so you can get hands on and get out of this cycle that you're in. Yes, period. Okay. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good move. But yes, that's yes, the right answer. Uh, yeah. Uh, and typically the people who gravitate to us for remote coaching have had some kind of weightlifting experience. Right. So yeah. they kind of can identify what's happening and what we're saying and stuff like that. But there has been a very few occasion where it's like, find somebody like that's the best thing that you can do. Yeah. And, and I mean, in now. the long run, it's better for yeah. the athlete and and like for you. call us in a year or something. Yeah, doctors do it all the time. Yeah. I want you to go to this doctor. He's, yeah. you know, <laughs> or at least they're, they're local to you. Right. Not, that's right. what I meant. I meant like they're more specialized in this. Mm-hmm. Right. Or at least can get a hands on and eyes on like immediately. But beginners absolutely need that. Another con, both athlete and coach must get creative. <laughs> do, do tell. You, do you know what I'm thinking of here? Um, I'm... It, it has to do with a, a plank of wood. I was this, but that's the <laughs> idea that came to my brain. Shoes? <laughs> no, no, no. I did, but I okay, had. I was thinking heel height. Sorry. The foot balance issue. Yeah. Um, on what my pole. That? Huh? What was that? Were you going on your toes? Yeah, I would yeah. pick my toes up and then slam them down. So oh, Patrick okay. said, "Go to Home Depot and get a f- plank of wood and put it in your gym bag." And that's what I did. <laughs> so she was like rocking her feet just because she she. Would, straighten her legs a little too early so the the weight would transfer to the direct like extreme back of her heel oh the very edge by the edge. by the hang position so it was like push off the floor the feet were flat hang position her toes are in the air and then like upper thigh she was like rocking forward mm. onto the Putting toes the like forward. this mm-hmm. yeah what shoes so were you wearing at the t- oh, sorry. oh no no what shoes were you wearing at the time i was wearing uh romaleos yeah nice i was twos. i had mm-hmm, the twos is that your go-to my favorite yes so it's That's like, hey, try this. Hey, try this. And I'm like, damn it, it's not working. Like, what can we do? And then I was like messing around with this board I had in the gym and I was standing on it because like I'm like a cat when I'm in the gym. I can't like step on the floor. I have to like walk on plates and stuff, you know, <laughs> but I was rocking back and forth on this board and I was like, oh my God, like if, if this could teach someone perfectly to push to the center of their foot and if they rock to the heel, they're going to fall off mm-hmm. of it. So I was like, go get a four inch piece of wood. And we're going to do pulls on it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Now, I, I'm imagining it going forward and backward. Yeah. Okay. And then her heel was slightly hanging off. Or the oh, edge yeah, of her foot. Oh, yeah, it was like this. Yeah, so it, it was only her toes were hanging off and her heels were hanging off. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Then you would move a lot more. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, we didn't mm-hmm. lift on it. But it was no, like didn't max dead out. lifts. No, like the actual lifts. <laughs> Very <laughs> creative. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the creativity. That's good. She's, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to look like a fool <laughs> walking in with this. I did. Had a couple stairs. How so. thick was it? Uh, like a two by four? It's like a, a half inch by four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Just a piece, enough. piece of plywood action. Yeah. Let's move on to the next uh, segment. Yeah, I think any any last oh, comments yeah, hit, on remote coaching or what do you got, Ariel? Yeah, I mean, um, in general, any, any how was your experience in remote coaching? It was fantastic. Uh, I the feedback, you know, I think Patrick does three times a week. Um, I would take like you know 
one or two videos of each complex or movement and he would give me feedback. It was, uh, I think being open to it and asking questions because sometimes I wouldn't understand, um, certain things and that's where that community communication comes in. Um, and just trusting, I mean, overall weightlifting, just trusting the training. It is a long process and find little wins, um, enjoy it. Was the remote coaching that was provided? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Was it enough at the time for you to say to yourself, I can, I can do this and I can excel. I have what it takes. Yes. Yes. Good. That means it's better than not having a remote coach. And it's worth something. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and it's and it's tough to explain that to to people or to someone who can get a program for free and just do it, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that has its merits, but it can only bring you so far because I, what, what was this thing earlier we had up here where it's like coaching makes the process work or something? Uh, yeah, coaching makes the process work is the pros on. on yeah. On, so it's like. A program without a coach is, I think, just exercise. Yeah, because that's what I I did for that first like six months to or six weeks to two months. And I picked up bad habits and having you critique my videos and give me specific um, lifts and exercises to do definitely helped my my technique and my form for sure. So for all you remote or coaches out there with your clubs uh maybe this podcast episode can help you gain the courage and <laughs> to start your own remote coaching program yeah. if you're if you're fundamentally wanting to help people get better at weightlifting and improve themselves and this is a start for you to find people that are that don't know where to go they don't know where to reach mm-hmm. get yourself on google and, and see what happens. There you go. You touch one, you touch a lot of people. And as long as you have a process, I would say we were talking about like organizing our lives and stuff earlier <laughs> off, off camera. Um, but as long as you have a process to coach these, the people, it, it's effective, mm-hmm. I think. Um, where it's the only, then this is my tie up, uh, you guys can tie up too, but uh, is it effective? Yes, it can be. Is it effective for beginners? I don't think so. I don't think it right. is. Well, even if you got one person you're remote coaching, yeah, it's effective. I, when I coach CrossFit, some there'd be days where only one person would show up, and he said, well, "Sorry, I'm your only guy." I said, "Well, then you're everything to me." Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you and, need a personal training session. Yep, yeah. <laughs> it's you and me, buddy. Yep, and that, that's why I show up, just the one person for sure. You're everything to me. I like that one. I'm going to say that to everyone on my day. (laughs) Hey, nice to see you. You're everything to me. You are everything. Oh, man. What what did we sing on the last? Oh, save the best for last. (laughs) On the shoe reviews. (laughs) Like, this is going to become a karaoke. (laughs) Oh. All right, you Karaoke oh, can't man. right now. Yeah, so any final call for remote coaching? I think we're good on that. Yeah, yeah I do believe so. Sweet. Folks, don't be afraid. Yeah. Put so, yourself out there. Moving on to keep reviewing. This is a, a review section. Last time we read a review from Mama Costello, and we have another one here from a friend of ours in Sarasota, Greg Mings. 
Uh, you want to you take it? Greg, first of all, I'm going to review Greg. <laughs> oh, God. He's, he's 10 stars out of five. Yes. He gave us five out of five, but he's, he's a man, this guy. We, we can't do without you, Greg. Every time he's at our meets, I just like, <laughs> like I'm not worthy yeah. to talk to you. You're so awesome. You're a great person. He's a firefighter, yeah. Marine. A SWAT team. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> he's all around. He's just the man. He's so good and yeah. such a nice guy. Thanks for listening, Greg. Well, anyway, if you could read the review. Okay. Yep. The title is called Best Out There! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Two of them. Uh, five stars. Pat and Andy, keep it up. Great stuff. Oh, good stuff. Sorry. I didn't write great. I was changing it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start over. Pat and Andy, keep it up. Good stuff. Thank you, Greg. Thanks we for listening. We appreciate you listening. Yep. Uh, and like we said earlier, if you like what you hear uh, here on Spotify or iTunes, uh, well, you can only review on iTunes. So hop on over and drop us a review, and we will read it on the air. And yeah, like you said, reviewing Greg, like he's he's such a nice guy. What a uh, guy! We gotta have him on the show. Yeah, for sure. And we we share a weight and age category, um, and the dude is just so nice. And he he snatches my best clean. Yeah, shirt. you don't share a total, but no, you do share. No, not at all. Thank, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time he came to Holiday Cup, I was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> like. Because uh, he's like snatched 125 or 120 or something like that. But yeah, I talked to him again at state championships. It was like, good to see you. Always, he always comes up, says hi to me too. Yeah, it's just same. great. It's like, man, even if I don't see him, or I do always say hi, but yeah, he usually finds me first, and it's just awesome for sure. So thanks for the review, Greg. Thanks for making us feel Hope special. Hope to see you soon. Um, yeah. Uh, last, last but not least, next events. What, yeah, what we got. What well, are going on? Uh, the holiday cup's coming up. Yep. And then I think the weekend after that is the Jingle Brews. Oh, yeah. Ape Squad. Oh, Let's take that, that off your mouth. Yeah, there oh, right. Sorry. There you go. Can you hear me still? <laughs> yeah, we <Okay>. hear you. <laughs> I'll turn you up. Uh, you got TBSC3 on April 11th. But before that, there's some national meets. I think in February, there's the oh, universities yeah. in Pleasanton, California. Man, around the that? Bakersfield. Yep, and February 6 through 9. The Arnold is fast approaching. Oof. Ooh, yeah. You're going to that. I'm, I will not. I plan one. to. I got a lot. Okay, big thing is coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am out of vacation time. This year, I wanted to make it to every meet that I possibly could. Yeah. And I used nearly all my vacation time. I think I took like maybe two or three days for, to actually visit family. Yeah. Like eight hour blocks. Uh, I still got, I worked my butt off all year, like on weekends to earn extra hours. So I could still come to these things. Um, I was given time off awards for good work, like, you know, way to go. Mm. So one was one day, a couple were three days. That's like for doing exemplary stuff. So I've been working my butt off all year to make these things that I am out of vacation time. Oh, man. Like I got 15 minutes of vacation time as of now. Oh. And uh, I'm hoping to build it back up. But the problem is I, I still want to leave the day job to do one lifting life full-time photos full-time really yeah uh live streaming full-time just apply the skills that i've taught myself and learned yeah be able to grow with all these things that we've been doing and you know make it the full-time way of living i was always curious about that because i know you put a lot of energy into lifting life specifically and and uh the photography and and that kind of thing too but uh basically two full three full-time jobs with the side, yeah. the side freelance photography hustle kind yes. of thing. Yeah. It's pretty nonstop. It's, yeah. been a, it's been a hell of a year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. 
I'm not looking forward to doing the tax returns <laughs> and itemizing everything. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All the receipts, right? But the growth has been huge on my end. Like yeah. Personally, uh, this is a growth spurt I talked about next year. I think there's going to be some massive, massive changes probably by spring, Yeah, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very exciting. And a big one that I won't say on the air until it's done. Yeah, same. And one that I'm contractually not allowed to announce until next year. Anyways, I'm very much looking forward to the Holiday Cup and yeah. Jingle Brews, which I'll be sure. announcing. I'm excited about that nice. too. It'll be with oh, Ape Squad. Uh, they asked me to do it. And of course, I'm going to do that. Jason Dahl is going to be DJ. Oh, J. Dahl. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be at a church brewery, I believe. Nice. Or a converted church into a brewery. Oh, I thought you. Okay. Yeah, it's not like here. Yeah. <laughs> where you can't even get <laughs> caffeine sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, caffeine and kilos did not originate in Mormon country. <laughs> I'm not hating. I'm just saying. Not at all. And then we say I uh, love it here. the St. Pete meet in, on February 1st. I think we got. Oh, like, yeah. Elevate. Yeah. I'm going to be there doing photos and videos. Are you? And live cool. Yes. Yeah, I think we'll have quite a few people. So there's I don't, a lot of keep pulling peeps that are going to do that. Yeah, for sure. I know uh, Holiday Cup is kind of a, a, a lower one. This year, I think we'll, I think last year we had like 20 people competing and this year I think we'll have less than 10, which is fine because everyone wants to do the Elevate meet. I think we have quite a few already signed up for that, uh, which is close and nice. So, uh, and those guys are cool out there in St. Pete. We like the, we like Taylor. Oh yeah. They've won multiple technique awards. Oh, Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about this. Yeah. They're Uh, fun. And then yeah, Tampa Bay spring classic three on April 11 in Dunedin. A Dunning Community Center. We're doing it again. Can I get a hell yeah? Date is done. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, but that's it. Uh, thank you, Ariel, for giving us your time. Uh, I know it's you were just past midnight. Yeah, we <laughs> hated so the, past my bed to end that chess game before it was done. And but, it's been a long it's day. So worth it. This is always worth it. I've been waiting all day to. I wanted to do it last night. I thought we were doing it last night, but yeah. It's best that we didn't with the. But we did yeah. um, gingerbread and snowman face masks <laughs> instead. <laughs> yes, oh, that was amazing. That was hilarious. <laughs> Great team bonding experiences here oh, yeah. in Salt Lake City. Um, but yeah, let's let's run down the line. How can we'll start with Ariel? How can people find and follow you? Where, where can they learn all about Ariel? I am on the Insta um, at Ariel underscore underscore Nicolette. One one T or two. Two T's. Okay, I Ariel's. thought I spelled it wrong. Oh my god! I will I will link in the show notes yes. <laughs> on the on the site. I'll link in the show notes to that. Uh, do you have a website? Oh, you're currently exploring building a website. Yes. Cool. So uh, next year, that is my goal. So, but cool. for now, Instagram. Excellent. Perfect. Well, I know a guy when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> and me, Patrick Costello, uh, at Keep Pulling on Instagram. You can follow this podcast specifically on Twitter. It's at Keep Pulling as well. And it's just podcast related stuff. Awesome. Pro- with links, show notes, right? Uh, I think I saw them. Yeah. I, I can do that. Yeah. I put all the, the links in, and show notes. It should show up in iTunes and Spotify and on our website. Outstanding. So, and finally, uh, at Kitties and Kilos. That's my personal page even though it's I suppose it's smorgasbord and then at Lifting Life really follow that one at Lifting Life that's where we post all our um, Lifting Life related things so that was episode 5 thank you for tuning in this has been a nice little chat with Ariel Murray and always uh, myself and Andy Blada Make sure to follow us on social media. You can find it in the show notes here. We're on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find previous episodes of this podcast on our website, keeppulling.com. 
and we sh- we're aiming to do one episode per month at this rate here. So yeah, uh, we're five months in, episode five. And I what you're our happen. second guest. Yes, I love having guests. You're we got to do this more often. And they have both them. been 64 kilo women. Yeah. Do you realize? <laughs> <laughs> I should arm wrestle against Hala. Oh, oh, that would be amazing. Um, we can set that up, actually. <laughs> that sounds scary. <laughs> You're athletic. <laughs> Don't worry. So stay tuned for more episodes coming up. iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And like I said, you can find everything on the website. If you like what you hear, drop us a review on iTunes. And that is it. Thank you so much for listening. And see you next time. See you next time. Bye.